0: Y'all, do you know something? What I found to be very interesting about this is that he got fired for his anti-Semitic um statements, but yep. he also made some pretty interesting statements about white people.
1: Yes, he did. That's
0: not why he got fired. That's not why he got fired at all. And then, and then, like, the more I was listening, I was like, okay, honestly, like from my perspective as a person of color who's mm-hmm. not a Jew, yep. I feel like the things that he specifically said, he uh-huh. basically called white people savage. Oh, no, not no, 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 not basically.
1: He did call Literally. them. <laughs> did. And I'm yeah. thinking, yeah. Why,
0: are we, why are we not making a big deal out of that? Yeah.
1: No, he called them, he called them savages. He called them, Yeah. there was a couple of things. Mm-hmm. And I never found an audio. You guys found an audio? I watched mm-hmm. the whole video. There's
0: some. Yeah.
1: Oh, you did? I, I watched the whole, it. uh, it's on Ugh. YouTube. I watched the mm-hmm. whole Professor Griffin interview, the whole joint. And trying to find it. I never found it. And, and I mean, yeah. And it, it was, was taken down. Oh, show notes. Yeah, put it in the show notes. Oh, yep. Boom. yeah, Boom. So, okay, I just watched the whole video a couple days ago. So it was up there as of Thursday night when I watched it. So, yeah, it, it's, but yeah, there was a, he was saying a whole bunch of stuff. And, and him and Professor Griff
0: mm-hmm. were
1: saying a couple of crazy things about, not crazy things, but they're talking about black folks too.
0: Oh, I didn't catch that part. So, so yeah, so I feel bad.
1: I don't. But I didn't find the whole thing. Yeah. Greetings and what's good, everybody. Welcome to the Christian Soldier Podcast, a social justice, faith-minded podcast featuring three friends from across the diaspora exploring life at the intersection of race, ethnicity, gender, culture, politics, and basically living while black. I'm Abdullah Muhammad. I'm Andres Amador. And
0: I'm Justina Kingi.
1: And we are just three POC in the cornfield, living life, loving Jesus, and fighting the good fight in these rough and tumble podcast streets. So, okay, y'all. So this one, this episode is the Nick of Time episode. See, Nick, Nick, you see what we did there? (laughs) So, but Andres, what's the theme? Like why? Why that song? What's the theme song for this episode? If, if we had to do like the Christian soldier mixtape, what song's going in here for this episode?
2: Okay, I don't know if we would put this song in the mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. So we started talking about this the topic, and it's Nick of Time is the first song that came to mind. It's a Bonnie Raid song from this, from the album titled the same way. The lyrics have nothing to do with the subject at hand. It's about finding love in the nick of time. Get it?
1: So obviously this
2: has, yeah, it has nothing to do with with the subject. But here's the thing. I thought that album was the one that had, uh, I can't make you love me, but it isn't. So it had other songs that I've heard, but it's not even like the album for me, me, from her. So that was the thing. Just trying to be clever. and I don't know if it worked.
0: It worked.
1: (laughs) It worked. There we go. Okay. Yeah. No, there's. And I actually like. Well, there's there's a few Bonnie Ray songs I like. There's probably maybe two or three, but I can't make you love me is one of them. Like that song is insanely good. So, all right. Well, nick of time has no relevance, but it's still it. Maybe we put it as a bonus track on the Christian Soldier mixtape. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) And Andres would rap, y'all. Oh, there (laughs) we go.
1: Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Right. Someday, probably not. So there is a lot to cover in this episode and honestly we're not going to keep the conversation basic either. Now, that said, we do have to give a disclaimer that um so today we're talking about the whole situation with Nick Cannon and his being fired from Viacom and the uh, and the and the situation that ensued with that. And so as we record this, that conversation happened, you know, just about a week ago. So uh, we record these these episodes enough in advance so that by the time that you hear this, this might be, you know, a couple of weeks old kind of a thing. So, but something else is that because it might be a couple of a couple of weeks away, we might not know what the end of the story is. We might not know, for example, the conversation that inspired the firing could have been reversed. Maybe by that time, Nick, Nick uh, or um, Viacom might have rehired Nick Cannon or something like that. So, um this conversation is not just about Nick Cannon's firing, Mm -hmm. but honestly the topic touches, um, it touches the third rail a bit, you know? And so the third rail being conversations that you're not supposed to have, that just might get you in a whole lot of trouble. And for example, in our culture, there's a whole thing about you're not supposed to talk about the Jews or Jewish people or the Jewish community, and you're not supposed to talk about the LGBTQ community and even to utter the words might have some folks' ears perk up or have somebody, you know, feeling some kind of way or somebody somewhere on speed dial waiting to pull the plug on our whole thing, right? Um yeah. only because like if you mention if if you mention LGBTQ, people's ears are perked up about okay, so wait a minute, what are they going to say now? Or if you're talking about the Jewish community, somebody's ears are perked up thinking about wait a minute, what are they going to say now? And so The third rail is let's just stay away from the third rail and not even put the words in our mouths. So that's not what we're going to be doing. Um, Now, we won't be this, this, this isn't about to be a queer bashing, Jew bashing podcast. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just want to make make the listener clear that we will be talking about the situation vis-a-vis some really problematic statements that were happening. And as much as we can, both sides of their perspective. So that's, I think that's what we got. Right. So let me give
2: a quick rundown of what happened and what we know as far as uh, at the time of this recording. So people that may not be following Nick Cannon's career know what's what's going on. So on July 14th, uh, Viacom CBS ended a decades long relationship with Nick Cannon after he recently made some anti-Semitic comments on his podcast. So like CBS is a multinational mass media conglomerate. And Nick Cannon, in case you didn't know, it's an American comedian, rapper, rapper?
1: Anyway. <laughs> the, yeah, the rap stuff he has is whack. It's just, it's, it's, it, okay, he calls himself a rapper, but yeah, it's, he, yeah. he's a pretty okay. whack rapper. That's like me calling myself a rapper. Anyway. <laughs> Uh,
2: rapper, <laughs> rapper and television host, um, on June 30th, on the June 30th episode of his podcast, Canon's Class, Canon interviewed, interviewed Professor Griff, uh, who's a uh, member of the rap group, Public Enemy, uh, former member, who, former member, right. Because he left because of his own
0: uh, anti-Semitic
2: remarks. All right. Yeah. So a spokesperson for Viacom CBS released a statement saying the company, quote, condemns bigotry of any kind, and we categorically denounce all forms of anti-Semitism. So what happened on the podcast? On the podcast, Cannon said Black people are the, quote-unquote, true Hebrews. And uh, he talked about uh, some anti-Semitic conspiracy theories involving the Rothschild family. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the podcast, he said quote, it 's never hate speech you can 't be anti semitic when we are the Semitic people uh, that 's what he said also uh, when we when we are the same people who they want to be meaning jews that 's our birthright. We are the true hebrews so then, then uh, and he just so then he made some post on on Facebook and he wanted control back of his show while and out uh let 's see then he also made some, uh, some post well, the thing was, there was a backlash against him. He lost his job, obviously. He lost his show while and out. And then he went on social media and he tagged himself as in being in heaven." And then he wrote, "Goodbye, Earth." And that got a lot of people like, really worried about him and all that kind of stuff. So then what, what happened was then he apologized to the Jewish community. And then on a tweet, he said, I hurt an entire community, and it pained me to my core. Uh, he also, uh, on the same tweet, he wrote, I thought it couldn't get any worse. Then I watched my own community turn on me and call me a sellout for apologizing. And, and then he wrote, good night, enjoy earth. Anyway, so as of this recording, uh, he deleted all the traces of what he put on Instagram, but stuff still was still present in Twitter. Uh, he actually, he had a, a, a meeting that's allegedly supposed to come up on his podcast. He had an interview with Rabbi Abraham Cooper, in which he said, uh Cannon said, I met a lot of people mad, your community mad, my community mad by apologizing, and, uh, and he, he, was just, he was just apologizing. So that's, that's what we know up to now, but right. like we mentioned, there's a lot of stuff in that conversation that I think we just need to, uh, to uh, talk about. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's talk about it. What caught your attention, Justine?
0: Um, ooh, so, a lot of things caught my attention when it comes to the anti-Semitic statements that he made. He specifically talked about the Rothschild family, right? Right. Then he also talked about um, kind of like a secret centralized Jewish banking system. Then he also talked about blood bloodlines and he he specifically said that there's bloodlines that control everything even beyond America. right? Right. Which is a very powerful statement to make. And so if you think about it, this actually ties into a larger conspiracy theory that claims that Jews have been secretly controlling a lot of financial and maybe even political institutions across the world. Right, and you know, for me, because like when I was listening to everything, I was asking myself, what exactly is he saying that is anti-Semitic? Right? Um, what exactly is he saying that is that is anti-Jew people? Um, and I feel like that's kind of where the conspiracy th- theories actually begin to happen, um, because he's essentially implying that Jews have been pulling strings and making a lot of things happen. And um, this can cause Jews to be viewed as scapegoats for a lot of financial and political issues across the world.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So before we get to you, Abdul, um, I, had a, I had a question for you. For me? Okay. This whole, th- Yeah, yeah. This, and I don't know about you, Justine. I mean, mm-hmm. well, okay, let me, t- let me ask Justine. I've heard this thing between Blacks, African-American... And Mm -hmm. Jews for a while. Have you Mm -hmm. have you heard this? Mm -mm. This is new to you. This is new to you.
0: It's very new to me. And y'all, okay. So let me just share something real quick, right? In my country where I come from, we don't talk about Jews like ever. If anything,
2: like that's a taboo.
0: No, like like it's just not something that we ever talk about. And actually, this is very embarrassing. But I used to think that the term Jewish referred to a religion. Like not to a group that, of people. to an
1: ethnicity or something? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's
0: how okay. ignorant I was.
2: Okay. So I've heard about it for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: not the details of it, but I've always had this thing, you know, or heard this thing with Blacks and, and Jews, uh, kind of like... Uh, in a way, like uh, there's interstate rivalries, like Iowa, and Minnesota mm-hmm. type of thing. You know, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I, I'm I'm sure it goes a little bit deeper than that. But, yes. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this, Abdul, <laughs> as the representative of all African Americans, <laughs> okay, <laughs>
1: okay, that's sorry Yes, of I handsome, am. That's course. me. <laughs> I uh, represent oh, okay. all the black folks okay. everywhere. <laughs> everywhere.
2: All the African so Americans. Beef. Yeah, what is this beef with the Jews, man? Like, you know, like what you what you got against Drake? What you got against the,
1: the Beastie Boys? <laughs> Adam Sandler. What you what you got against all these people? I don't. You know. So, so so here's the thing. Like, okay, so first off, I didn't even know that Drake was half Jewish. I just. Yeah, I didn't know because, that either. That was a new yeah. research. <laughs> No, I okay. knew
0: this. Oh, you knew guys from his music. What? Okay,
1: you, well, so there you go. Here's I the thing. Don't much to Drake. Bingo. I, I, I don't, I, I don't get Drake. Like, oh. I don't get why folks love him so much. I'm not saying he's bad or whack or corny or anything. I just, I just, just Drake's music doesn't just grab me. You know, I'm, I'm mm. much more, I'm much more of a soul, jazz, funk, deep. neo soul, yeah, deep, yeah. like, like, like boom bat hip hop. Right. And yeah. so so Yeah, don't don't run away from the question. Yeah. What so, you got against what you got against <laughs> the Jews, man. All right. So here's the thing. <laughs> the problem. Okay, so now th- this is just my perspective, as right? This is the sole this, representative yeah, of all
2: African Americans.
1: As the sole representative for all African Americans, this is just my sole perspective.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: So the, <laughs> the problem is that in the African American community, for hundreds of years we have just been trying to figure out the question of what the heck happened that ended up with black folks being on the bottom of the barrel Mm -hmm. right or or like like that how did it come to be that we got to be the faces at the bottom of the well Uh, which is the title of a a Derek bell book years ago Mm -hmm. years ago you know um but yeah how did that happen and do y'all remember when I said in in, in uh, one of our previous episodes, maybe even the first episode, about that um, black folks are just trying to find spaces to exist outside of white supremacy? Yeah. Yep. So this whole this whole black Jewish beef thing comes from that. It comes from mm. black folks having to 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 find spaces outside of white supremacy. So. When people come along that are giving them some answers for that stuff, we just latch onto it, hook, line, and sinker, even though it can be way off and wrong in so many ways. So, mm-hmm. the problem with with so I watched the whole Nick Cannon, and Professor Griff interview. the whole the, the problem with that whole interview is that boy went full HoTep. That boy went full. I mean, he went he went full on not just black nationalist, but black supremacist. So the whole mm. the that whole video was about the the, the whole conversation um um with, with him and professor grip that whole thing was was about um the black like the hoteps you know and so okay so and I, I guess I'll explain what what a hotep brother is because a lot of people probably have never heard that term and don't know what it is. But um um a hotep let's say you've got somebody who's pro-black, right, who believes in mm who believes in um, kind of the, the uplift of black people.
0: Mm.
1: Now, if you take that to the next wrong step, the uplift of black people can be, well, we have been pushed down by white folks for so long because white people are the devil, nation of Islam. And that, that actually we are the true Hebrew people Hebrews, yeah. Black Hebrew Israelites, right? Mm -hmm. So we are the true Hebrew people because we're Semitic too. And oh, by the way, we not we we all aren't, but there are black African Jews. So you Mm -hmm. take a little bit of truth, you take it way the wrong way, and then you say, wait a minute. So the Jewish folks have just been the 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 cause for at, at the end of the day it 's not just white folks in the slavery thing, but the Jewish folks who control the banking system who control the the mm-hmm. the Hollywood, they control the music industry these folks mm-hmm. are the cause for why we 're being held down that 's that 's and, and so because of that well we 're we're, we're the original people we 're the original gods you know five percent nation. We're the original gods, and everybody else is just faking the funk, and everybody else has to go, and we need to be on top. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so not only everybody in a generic sense, but white folks and Jews have to go. That's where that Black supremacy stuff seeps in. And, And it sounds good because some of what's in Black supremacy is just about recovering the dignity of what it means to be Black right and so when people hear the argument of what it means to be black we love that we wrap ourselves in it like a warm blanket and because we're like we're we're covered up to the warm blanket when the white the, the black supremacy stuff happens we completely miss it we completely mm-hmm. miss it so i'll give you one quick example on on the tweets that happened the people that were supporting nick cannon right because in the interview nick was saying man you're telling the truth. You can't get in trouble if you're telling the truth. And everyone's like, "Yep, he's telling the truth." No, he wasn't telling the truth. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't. He, he he don't understand history. He was lying and whatever. But but somebody said in support uh, after Nick Cannon apologized, they said, "You definitely don't have to apologize, bro. You said what was real, and they can't handle that. The scariest thing to white people is an educated black man." Hmm. So to me, the scariest thing, not to black people, but the scariest thing for black people mm-hmm. is that we don't know the game. We don't know how it works. We don't know our history. We don't know world history. And we don't know who our natural allies and our and our enemies are. Mm. Our enemy isn't white people. Mm-hmm. Our enemy is a system of white supremacy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's what I think the issue is. You got a bunch of pseudo woke black folks who are just talking crap. And it sounds good because we want to believe something is the cause for why we're being held down.
0: Mm -hmm. And you know, you, yeah, you guys, as Abdul is kind of talking, I'm wondering, because I don't think it's very uncommon to hear similar rhetoric, you know, about black supremacy, Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like black people are the chosen people of God and somehow things got messed up and now yeah. we're at the bottom. And yeah. I wonder, does that happen? Because a lot of us are kind of speaking into an echo chamber. Like we're hanging out with people who always agree with what we're saying. And so we don't have people who can challenge our, you know, like our misinformed perspectives. Like, is that part of the issue that's going on here? Do you guys think?
1: It's, it's part of it. I- I think it's kind of a multifaceted thing, but I do think it's part of it. But Andres, what were you going to say? Well, it's, it's in researching this thing, because
2: I didn't, I didn't know a, a whole lot about this. It just sounds to me that this, is, this conversation is about just the result of like trauma. Yes. I, 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 keep, I keep coming to the word. So Blacks, because of slavery and then Jim Crow are placed in a certain position in society. Mm -hmm. So to counteract that, we have to create a narrative that will, like you said, and I I think you're right that that the term is black supremacy. So now it's white supremacy versus black supremacy. Yes. And that just doesn't work, but it's it's the result of a group of people placed in a horrible situation and you have to find a way to make this uh, uh, make sense or have yeah. some type of meaning. Yeah. That's exactly right. It, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's at a 30,000-foot le- level, that's what I see. I see a traumatic response to
1: oppression. That, and that's exactly what it is. I completely agree. Because, And, and then you make it sound good by wrapping it in something old. Yeah. So so let's just say, for example, the Nation of Islam. Right. So I grew up as a as as a Muslim, as a black Muslim. Mm-hmm. But my so my father. Right. So so I am I am me personally. I am directly in the line of that whole black nationalism and black supremacy dichotomy. And at some points in my father's life, he was over that line, and then he came back and and, and, and was in the right place, you know. But I I lived this stuff, hmm. you know. When I was younger, my father was 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 into the shrine of the Black Madonna. Uh, there was some black uh, kind of some black Hebrew Israelite stuff in there. There was Nation of Islam. There was there was some five percenter kind of stuff. I mean, there, all of that and all of that. On the one hand, some of it is actually good. Like you can't, I, I don't feel like you can throw the baby out with the bathwater. Some of it is actually good because it helps, it helps Black people recover dignity and some sense of personhood. It really, truly does. When it goes sideways, it's horribly misogynistic. It's horrible. It, it replaces white supremacy with Black supremacy. It's right. very, very anti, anti-queer, like very anti-LGBTQ. Um mm-hmm. and and but you wrap it up. So, like for example, the Nation of Islam has this whole thing about the uh Master Farad Muhammad being the person who started the faith. And, you know, and the whole idea is about m- m- let's give the message to the black man in America. Master Farad Muhammad wasn't even black. And he wasn't even American. He was actually Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But but the here's the lore and here's here's what even like Farrakhan got in trouble for because it's the same stuff that Professor Griff got in trouble for. And it's the exact same stuff that Nick Cannon got in trouble for, right? So so here's how they wrap it in something old. There is so in and, and they said this in the podcast, something about this guy named Yacoub who and, and it's a completely eugenics argument. So when we hear mm. about like um so when we hear about in the construction of race and the whole idea yeah. of eugenics and everything, they use the exact same argument, just flipped. And so in, in their view, which is the view that is largely shared in some, in some way by the nation of Islam, the five percenters and the black Hebrew Israelites, that about 6,600 years ago, 6,000 years ago, there was a Hebrew man named Yacoub. Yacoub is Jacob. It's the Jacob in the Bible, mm-hmm. okay, and that Jacob in the Bible basically genetically created the other races and the white races, right? Sixty six hundred mm. years ago, and and they they go through a whole thing. Like, have you guys ever heard, for example, like you heard it in the movie Malcolm X, where they call where they call the white man a grafted blue eyed devil? Yeah, that grafting is what. Is what Yacoub supposedly did, right? Is is he genetically engineered, grafted some things, and, and and now you have this 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 hybrid thing that we're gonna call white, right? And so because they say it happened so long ago, it just it just sounds really good, right? And so Yacoub did all this stuff on the island of Patmos in Greece. <laughs> oh wow now. Yeah, you're giving
2: me new stuff. I had no idea. Dude, listen. Okay, about listen. all this.
1: This is I live this stuff. This, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so Yakub, right? So, so like I said, he began the creation of the white race. Now, this is important to the Nick Cannon conversation. So, uh, because they were talking about this, and ta- and they mentioned Yakub and talking about this this eugenic stuff in the podcast. And, and they're both like dapping each other up. Yep, that's right. Man, you're speaking the, 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 the truth, bro, and all this other kind of crap, right? Now, let's just look at history.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So first off, okay, you have this Hebrew guy that was doing this genetically. This, the, you have the Jacob of the Bible, not some random Hebrew guy. You have the Jacob of the Bible. Doing this genetically engineered grafting, creating white people on the island of Patmos 6,600 years ago. How? The Hebrews did not go that far north 6,600 years ago.
0: <laughs>
1: mm. uh, oops. Oops. Okay. So, so if, you, if, if for the listeners, if you're wondering where Patmos is, start in Alexandria and Egypt. And you go sh- and, and like go to uh, like eleven o'clock. If you're at six o'clock and that's where Alexandria is, eleven o'clock is about where Patmos is. One of the it's one of the easternmost uh Greek islands, it's actually closer to Turkey than it is to Greece. But you cross the Mediterranean Sea, you go into the Aegean Sea, and it's right in there. Okay. Now he- I gotta find Alexandria. <laughs> okay, so it's if if you find a map of Egypt. <laughs> It's one of the northernmost parts on the map, let's just say, right? Or or, or the map of Egypt. Um right. but yeah, so so Patmos was in Greece slash Turkey, right? Um so, okay, was Jakub Greek? No. What the hell is he doing in Patmos of years ago? How'd he get there? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then how does he have the technology to graft?
1: Well, okay, so that part <laughs> like that part's easy. That part's easy. The 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 Sumerians and or the yeah. So the Sumerians and the Egyptians mm. are like, you know, so people have had the have had the ability to graft for thousands of years. Wow. Graft is just you take one thing, one kind of corn with another kind of corn. You graft, you graft that you do whatever you do. It's a whole different kind of corn. Mm. You take oh, yeah, yeah. you take wheat. Right. So that's all it is. It's, hy- it's hybridization.
0: Mm-hmm, it's basic.
1: Okay. It's basic um, agriculture, one or one kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that part's not new. Right. So, but <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So Hebrews really like um, Hebrews weren't in Greece until around the first century BCE, huh. you know, around you know, sometime sometime near 60, 80, 100 years after the birth of Christ is when, is when Hebrews began to move into, um, Mm. and, 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 and didn't even move into what is like Spain and France and Germany and Poland till like the 16th century. They hadn't got that far North yet. Wow. So, so, so I, I don't know. I, that's, the whole thing, this this boy went straight Hotep. He went straight black supremacy. He went straight bat ish crazy. Like, it, it, it's just, you know. And then this fool's wearing a turban. Oh,
0: yes. <laughs> you know. Which, by the way, he always does that, right? Yeah, like, he wears turbans a lot. Yeah, he he always
1: does that. that, that. From. And yeah. so he himself said, I think in, in 2017, someone asked him, Nick, so, so Nick, Nick, why do you wear a turban? And he said at that point that he was, that he was, um, basically he was really feeling the, the, the Sikh religion, you know, the S S I S I K H. And so, you know, so, so, and, and, and six wear turbans
0: mm-hmm.
1: now six are not about supremacy at all. Six are about six are probably maybe arguably the most ecumenical of all the faiths. Mm. Like they're, they're, they're about equity, equality. We don't believe in caste and class. Um, Mm. I mean, like, I mean, just crazy charity and justice. And I mean, I mean, just the sick faith. Like if you, if you study it, it's just a, a beautiful thing. And so, so what he's talking about, got nothing to do with sickism. Not, not even a little bit, not, not even a little bit. So yeah. So he's this whole thing. I don't know, but Um, Now, let me ask you something. Yeah.
2: Um, So it and and probably I'm making this simplistic. But I mean, this just sounds like just. Man, I don't know if that's the right word, because the word I want to say is jealousy. It it sounds I mean, this might be this might be a little bit controversial, Mm. but it sounds petty. Jealousy it is i mean this one group this one group jews quote-unquote got over they beat us quote-unquote they have they beat us in the power olympics yeah basically (laughs) if you know in the rankings of social economic political status they beat us and we've been here I don't know. if That's but you know, quarter, you know, like we've been longer. here longer that kind of stuff and yeah. it's just it just it it sounds petty doubt. Here's the thing. In the research for this, at least up to like the 60s and stuff like that. Cuz there's something that Nick Cannon said uh when he was apologizing that both groups share they they're similar in 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 the story. Um but Like like African Americans can relate to the Exodus story in the book of Exodus. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's it sounds similar. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're back to the model where there's a status of all the different races Mm -hmm. and we're playing the game of you know, like who's on first. Yeah. You know, like I want to be on top and you need to be on the bottom or that, that sort of thing. And again, it comes back to that whole idea of trauma. Yeah. Well, to, to, to me, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just, I mean, this whole thing and, and I don't know, we'll have, I don't think we have much time to talk too much about this, this whole thing about the Rothschild, Family, <laughs> family. Yeah, I had no. This one thing I had no idea about them. I mean, apparently it's, they're like the Rockefellers.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. it's it's one. Or, it's one the
0: banking system. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's one Uber connected banking family who happened to mm-hmm. be Jewish.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, right. Who yes. got mad successful, and now they're they're you know like they represent all of Judaica or whatever. Like that's just that's just dumb. Like that's so. Right. Let's not go too it's far like into that, it, except it became, to say that's
2: became, just dumb. I mean, for, mm-hmm. but it's but it's that name is used. We say dog whistle, but that's a dog whistle. It totally is a dog it whistle. Is. Yeah. You know, when is. Nick
1: Cannon was talking about that family, he was using a dog whistle. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so here's the problem. So, so like you said a minute ago, you said that this is just about like this is who's on first kind of thing. So, not only is it a who's on first, I think in a in a kind of supremacy hierarchical. We got to, if, if, so somebody has to be on top and we don't want to mm-hmm. be on the bottom. So let us be on top. Right. So, so there's that. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the fact of we get in the really bad habit of comparing oppression.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We, yes. we get into the, it's, it's, <laughs> yes. it's like, you know, it's the oppression Olympics, right? Oppression so, Olympics, yes. So, man, Black folks got it worse. No Native American folks got it worse. No women got it got it worse. No Jews got it worse. No LGBTQ. LG, yeah, no, you know, differently able people they got it worse, right? And, and mm-hmm. so, and so we we, we just we just want to stack rank every dang thing. So well, I that think talks that, about, but that, but
2: the elephant in the room is that we're starting with white. Yes, it is. Yeah, and you here's I mean? yeah the ordering. I do. The ordering starts with white. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And here's another elephant so, in the room. but I, I agree with you about the oppression Olympics. Here's another, here's another elephant in the room. I think and this is going to get us in trouble too I think that the collective psyche of
0: mm-hmm.
1: the collective psyche of the black community, I think, might just be jealous of black folk or of, of Jewish folks and LGBTQ folks. I think now here's, here's why I think that let's, let's start, let's start with the LGBTQ community. Wait a minute. Y'all been here fighting for rights for the last 20 minutes. We've been here since 1619 fighting Mm -hmm. for these rights. Mm -hmm. How in the hell have you changed the narrative of what it means to think about, be, refer to that community in the last 20 minutes when we've been busting our ass to do it for the last 500 plus years or or so? I think there's a jealousy argument in that. Mm -hmm. I really do. And Mm -hmm. then there is... There is the so quite frankly, I think for most of us, and this is and this is maybe a generalization and folks might come at me and call me Uncle Tom or sell out, whoever, I don't know, and bring it. Actually, no, please do. Please do. I I I I wish somebody would. <laughs> so but 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 I think when it comes to the Jewish community, the only thing we really know about Jews is the story of the Exodus. That's 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 probably the totality of our knowledge about the Jewish community, right? Except except the the mistaken belief that all Jews are white.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So so and so my thing is okay. So and I don't want to compare oppression, but when I think about what's happened to the Jews, I think the Jews have arguably had it as bad, if not worse, than us. Mainly because they have, so they have literally been chased around, kicked around, kicked out, yeah. slaughtered across the ancient world the and the old world for thousands of years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, they have been kicked around Egypt, the Sinai Peninsula, what's now Jordan, um, Turkey, uh, France, Britain, or France, Poland, Germany, Spain, like, like, like there's a there's a great there's a great line in the TV show the west wing where one of the characters they're talking about kind of a peace between the palestinians and the jews and this and and one of the characters makes this observation talking about how much the jews and the palestinians have in common and she says She says, you know, they have so much in common, like, like they pray, they pray similarly, that whole thing, but all throughout history, nobody's ever wanted them. And Mm. that line to me is such a powerful line. When I think about the history of what's happened to the Jewish folks all over kind of the, 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 the near East, the middle East and all over like Europe. Mm -hmm. And so, and so, yeah, they, they've caught hell. So I think arguably they've had it worse, but I totally get in thinking about even this episode, I totally get where, well, I understand the never again thing significantly better than I did a week ago, mm-hmm. significantly. And I get where like, I tr- I tried to pinpoint, what about what Nick Cannon was saying was so dang anti-Semitic. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And And so, and so really it was a couple of things he was saying, but really it's the whole timber of what he was saying is the same thing that people have been saying about Jews for at least hundreds of years.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Right. And so, so yeah, so they have as a community, they have committed to, we are very hypervigilant again, because of trauma. Right, we are very hyper vigilant that this will not happen to our people again. again. And
0: yeah, and
1: and if you, as a people group, get to the point where you have some kind of leverage, some kind of influence, some kind of power, you will use that leverage and influence and power to make sure that your folks are going to be all right.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Hmm you know and the one thing that i yes yes and the one thing that i learned as i was doing research is jews do not forget like they remember their history and that's why even talking about like the rothschild family that's a trigger for them you know what i mean and talking about like a centralized banking system that's a trigger for them because similar to you abdul i was like what is what you know like what did he say because Personally, I felt like they, like, they said a lot of things about white people that I thought were very problematic, Yo. you know, um, but their response to the anti-Semitic comments were, were insane, you know? So,
2: yeah, yeah no, that's, that's, that's a great point, Justine, that he did say some crazy stuff about
0: mm-hmm. white people. Well, it, he mm-hmm. called they white folks called savages. savages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
2: mean, mm-hmm. I mean He that, called and, him
0: evil. And,
2: right. And nobody lost their minds about yeah.
0: it. Yes. Yeah.
2: That's yeah. That's you know, not again, not in the oppression Olympics here. Mm-hmm. But, but mm-hmm. still I mean, why wasn't he fired for that?
1: And and You know what I mean? I mean Right. And he's speaking well, truth, right? Okay, he's he's so, speaking quote no, truth. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I will just say that. So he's speaking quote truth. Now, here's some of the quote Mm -hmm. truth that he's speaking. Okay. This is a, Mm -hmm. this is, this is a specific thing. He said a quote, he says, because he was talking about the melanated people.
0: Boom. Yeah.
1: Melanin comes with the soul and the people, or (laughs) melanin comes with soul and the people that don't have it or have a little less compassion Mm -hmm. because they're acting out of fear, low self esteem Mm -hmm. and a deficiency. So the only way they can act is evil. Yep. I mean, they have that, to rob, <laughs> steal, or steal, rape, and kill mm-hmm. in kill order it, to yeah. survive. That is a HOTEP argument if I ever heard one. That's a Black How supremacist, white devil argument.
2: How is that and any different from what, from what white people were trying eugenics. to say about Black people and, to and it's justify not, their actions? Exactly. I mean, it's Insanity.
0: You guys, Right, because he's literally saying that because of the color of your skin, yes. you yes. are innately evil. You are <laughs> yes. innately savage. Black people were considered three fifths human because of their melanin. Because,
1: now, yeah. <laughs> not to mention the fact not not to mention the fact that all humans have melanin. Some of us just have Right,
0: them. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm.
1: so even so-called white folks, European descent folks, they have melanin, too. And melanin is only a function of how close you live to the equator. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. The 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 increase of melanin is a skin protectant based on how close you live to the equator. Mm -hmm. So, oh, my God. Yeah. So this is so
2: frustrating. It's like, no, Nick, you can't make the argument that you're trying to fight. And yeah. then say that you're right. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Yes.
2: That, that is, if, if, it was, if, if it was wrong for black, for, like, if it was wrong for white people to use that argument. Yeah. That because it's wrong just, for black people. Yeah, yeah. That's strictly because right. of the color of your skin, you are right. inherently
1: bad. Right. Now, so, you, you can't so come back and say, well, because I'm saying it, it's good. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem, though. I actually understand, maybe because I'm not white, but I understand mm. the argument coming from black folks better because 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 the reason why it's coming from black folks, I think is different. So y'all may disagree, but but so the come from is different. The come from is, so, okay. So for for example, in, 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 in you, kind of in the
2: context su- is different.
1: Yeah. So in black supremacists or in hotel circles, Dr. Francis Cresswell saying that like the ISIS papers, which came out when I was an undergrad, I read it and it was a- it was in the whole pro-black thing. We were all talking about the ISIS papers, right? But it 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 talks about it. Really, is how do you understand and recover from white supremacy? Mm-hmm. That's a good place to come from. Mm-hmm. But then you put other stuff on top of it, and then it gets way, it goes way left. So here's one of the things that Dr. Yeah. Wilson said. She said, "There's no." mental health for black people without understanding racism and white supremacy. It is the major origin of stress that impacts us. She says, there will never be peace as long as there's white supremacy. She is 1 million percent correct. People have taken that.
2: What you're talking about is then, what you're saying is the remedy for that. Yes. I mean, the medicine that some people are
1: using to... Cure that ache is bad medicine. And that's exactly right. Well, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's a misdiagnosis because, because people conflate, they equate together white supremacy with white people.
0: And white people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And
1: so, yes. And so, for example, what we've been talking about over and over again is, me personally, I want to kill, burn, and blow away white supremacy. Let's cremate that joint mm-hmm. and get it out. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't want to kill, cremate, and burn people of European descent, right? Nope. Right. Yeah. I want to get rid of the narrative that says white people are better and people of color are worse yes. depending on whatever gradation mm-hmm. of color you have. So I, I want to I kill the narrative mm-hmm. that says white's on top, then then asian and then um mm-hmm. like north african arab you know whatever and then mm-hmm. and then maybe maybe mexican or latino and then native mm-hmm. and then black on the bottom i want to kill mm-hmm. that yeah all of that all of that nonsense all of it has to go uh, here, okay so it was a
2: i had no idea that in at least for uh black hebrew israelites uh huh they explained the 12 tribes of israel yes yep. sir so i i just i just want this is all from research and I had no idea. So did you know what where the twelve tribes are, Abdul? Did I know where the twelve tribes are? Well, not from the Bible, but from the Black Hebrew Israelites. Yeah, what? Detroit, Philadelphia, St. Louis. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> no. Okay, so so through the Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Because I I have to talk about this. Yeah. So here we go. Here, are the, here are the twelve tribes according to the uh, black Hebrew Israelites. Okay, so Judah is the African Americans. Okay, so we got the twelve tribes as expressed in the Bible, mm-hmm. and where are they now? Basically, oh right? Lord, mm-hmm. oh Lord. So Judah, so Judah, Judah, the tribe of Judah are you guys, African Americans. Uh-huh. Okay, Benjamin are the West Indian blacks. Levi are the uh, Haitians. Simeon are are the Dominicans. Dominican. Uh Zibulon is from the area from Guatemala Guatemala to uh, Panama. Ephraim mm-hmm. are the Puerto Ricans. I didn't know. What's up, E? How you doing, Doc? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Uh Manassas are the Cubans, Gad, Native American Indians, Reuben, Seminole Indians, Asher, uh the area from Colombia to uh Uruguay, Neftali. Argentina, Chile, and Ishtakar are the Mexicans. That's what? I mean
1: my Lord. <laughs> so that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work, man. That's a lot of work. In their in their theology, they completely leave out people from Europe.
0: Africa. That right and from Africa. No, that's the thing. Yes.
1: When I
2: saw that, that was my very first thing, Justine. Like, wait a minute. So where are the Africans in this?
1: I mean, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, well, and, and, and we, okay. So Justine, you you can probably speak more to this being a Kenyan, but at least from my Western vantage point, one of the things that I feel like I completely notice is when we think about Africa, our consciousness mm. of Africa is sub-Saharan. We don't think about Libyan. Right. We don't think about, and, and, and Egypt. Egyptian. Egyptian, Egyptian is somehow yep. removed from Africa, but we yes. don't think about Libya. We don't think about Mauritania. We don't think Morocco. about Algiers, Morocco. Right, right. So Tunisia, Tunisia exactly. Everything, mm-hmm. everything north of the Sahara, we don't think about in in our, right. per, you know, because because those folks are more quote Arab than black. So mm-hmm. f, so for us, Africa equals black. Ex- exactly. You know, except yes. for which is
0: very. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So except very for what you were going to say yeah it go ahead very white.
0: Which is which is very problematic because here's here's a very interesting fact in in Kenya we have people who would pass for white and they're Kenyan they're fully Kenyan mm-hmm. you know um, and typically they're more from like the coast areas but they're Kenyan if you go to Tanzania, some of y'all call it Tanzania or I don't know
1: what <laughs> that's what I called it. I was I was gonna say you're pronouncing it wrong. That's what I called it.
0: It is it is pronounced, it is the correct way to say it. Is Tanzania.
1: That's my bad. Oh, you got it, Abdul. Wrong yeah.
0: emphasis on the on the, mm-hmm.
1: right, the, the like, you, uh, you put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. The, yeah. The wrong syllable.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um actually a lot of people from Tanzania are like quote unquote, you know, like they would pass for being maybe like North African. Uh-huh. Um, but here's also another interesting thing. Honestly, generally speaking, as Africans, when we talk about Africans, we mostly talk about sub-Saharan. So we talk about West, East, Boom. Central, and South African.
1: Boom. We oh, rarely. Oh, I'm so
0: serious. We we rarely. Yep. We rarely talk about Tunisia, Libya, Egypt. I mean, like we know that they're part of Africa, but like we just.
1: Well, and, which that's means, interesting. So, so I would even yeah. add to that that. We know that they're part of Africa, but only when we actively think about it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's like, not the first. It's not the image. Yeah, non, mm-hmm. the, Yeah, non-consciously, we don't make that connection. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. Right. So, so which is sad. So then, okay. So the I want to say one thing about the Hebrew Israelites, right? Well, not necessarily about them, just just in general. So, mm-hmm. when when thinking about Jewish folks. How we we get it wrong because it's just from our from our Western vantage point because most of the Jews in in America or are, are Ashkenazi Jews, right? From mm-hmm. from Germany mm-hmm. and Poland and maybe Lithuania and that kind of stuff, right? So, but we don't think about so. There's mm-hmm. there there are other Jewish like other types of Jewish people, you know, and it kind of depends on where they settled after they left the Holy yeah. Land, yeah. You know, so, so you've got, you've got um, what Askenazi from uh, um, what Germany, France, Poland, Eastern Europe. So, so if I'm wrong on this um, for, if there's anyone who's listening to this podcast, that's of Jewish origin, please check me on this, you know, go to the Christian soldier page. So it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Christian soldier and, and, and and give me some game on this, or you, or, or you can um, email us at hello at christiansoldier.com and give us some game on this. So, um, from what I understand is, so yeah, so so the, so that's who the Ashkenazi folks are from, right? So so they're mostly and the, they they speak Yiddish, right? Just or a lot of them speak Yiddish. Um, the Sephardic Jews are mainly Spain and North African. Hmm. And because that's where they, they ended up, but then, but then they were kicked out or they fled after the Spanish Inquisition because you convert to Catholicism or you die or you get out. Right. Um, then there's then there's Mizrahi Jews, which are like kind of the north, like middle North African, uh, Middle Eastern, West Asian, Sinai Peninsula area, Yemen, Iraq. Like that's who the 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 Mizrahi Jews are. And then you have Ethiopian, and then you have Ethiopian Jews that a lot mm-hmm. of folks don't even talk about, you know, and. Yep and you know they had to do like some genetic testing on some tribes in Africa that were claiming to be Jewish and like the some of the other Jewish communities like like maybe the Ashkenazi or whatever didn't believe them wow <laughs> and so yeah so but and that's not even to mention like like to, you know not even mentioning the Jewish contingent in places like Italy and Uganda and 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 India so when we think about we've connected Jews with white folks. That's not how that works. And not to mention the Ashkenazi Jews that we know here in the States didn't even really become white until after World War II.
0: Yes, very recently. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which which (laughs) ties into when the,
2: quote unquote, animosity starts Mm -hmm. between Jews and African-Americans. Yes. The whole, okay, wait a minute. I thought we. I, hey, like, it's yep. almost like hey. I thought we Hold were boys, up, wait a you minute.
1: Know
2: I mean? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So, interesting. So let me ask. Let me ask something real quick. Yeah. What you uh, got? As we begin to wind this down. So this conversation about um, African American and Jewish relations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some people have brought up that it sounds like the conversation people are having around the book and the term white fragility say more. Okay. (laughs) Basically uh, people are complaining or, or, or saying that how do I put it in, in, in words that it almost, it sounds like you're, you're blocking debate on, okay. From, from the, from the, white fragility. And uh, this might take a little bit. It just sounds similar because some people are saying that the anti-Semitism it's, it's sounding like anti-whitism, that the conversation can be almost replaced. Like the mechanics in the conversation when people are being anti-Semitic are the same mechanics people are using when being quote unquote, anti-white. So so people yeah. so so black people have assigned this stigma to Jews and now mm-hmm. we would probably fit into that category according to some people mm-hmm. that we are now categorizing all white people a certain way, just like black mm-hmm. like people are, are characterizing the Jews. And now we've it's it's slowly looking like anti Semitism is also looking like anti whitism. So, does that makes sense I, yeah, it does yes.
0: and so how does the fragility come in
2: well well the it's it was brought up in a conversation about white fragility mm-hmm. Uh, so so maybe the the white fragility part doesn't fit mm-hmm. in so okay, okay that's fine yeah. and, and I totally get that now, kind of just more um hearing the it hearing myself out loud uh-huh. but, so let's forget about the white fragility part, but the mm-hmm. anti-Semitism and anti Whiteness, the "quote unquote" anti-whiteness conversation.
0: Mm.
2: How, does, oh, yeah. how does that? How does that sound or strike you guys? Hmm. Basically, basically, it's okay. Uh, uh, people are saying, okay, so all white people are bad people, right? White people are people of that acquired things uh, a, a, through violent means, and they got all this. Uh, uh, they're basically uh-uh, some people call it a pirate race. to just come in and mm. take and that and that story is assigned to all
0: white
2: to people. All white people. Yeah, just that's... like greediness is a sign and, yes. and whatever's assigned to Jews. To Jews. Yes. Yeah. A lot of stuff is being assigned to white people. Mm-hmm. And there is some, you know, fragility that comes with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you know you? what I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so ahead. I think. I think, honestly, like, I think it's different. Okay, so here's the thing. When we talk about white people, and Nick actually brought this up in the podcast. And he talked about white people have a history of stealing, raping, robbing, what does not belong to them. All facts considered, that is true. That is true. Now, now, blaming that Okay, yes, ish. Now, however, saying that white people did that simply because they're white mm-hmm. is problematic, right? Yes. We cannot say, oh, you you do not have, you have less melanin, so you're innately evil. Yes. That's not true. Right. But the other things he stated are most, for the most part, true. I would say true-ish. Now, when it comes to the stereotypes that we have about Jews, this whole conspiracy theory that they that they run politics and they start wars across the world, is there is there true history to back that up? When we talk about the Rothschild family, that is just one family. That's right. just one family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and now, and here's the thing like, think about it, because even even in America, you have Chase Bank,
1: uh-huh. which is owned
0: by a family. Yep correct. And they have a lot of financial power and a lot of financial prowess in institutions. Do we talk about that family? I don't think we do. You know what I mean? And so, and so I think, like, I think the backdrop of history and reality matters. And I like how Abdul has really been trying to, to get us to understand, you need to know the truth. You need to know the truth. We need to be educated, so that way when we're talking, we're talking from a backdrop of truth and reality and facts. Yeah. So I think it's very different.
1: So, I think that, in in addition to what you're saying, Jay, I think the other part of that is that human nature. So every mm. every people group on the planet has robbed, stolen killed and taken That's true, right that's part of the human condition i'm over here you're over there you're close enough for me to get to and oh you have some stuff that i like and that i want and so I'm i'm gonna go over there bash you on the head and take your stuff and oh by the way when i bash you on the head and take your stuff and conquer you i'm going to somehow enslave you or do something that makes you my property to do will is, you know, whatever. Right now that's happened everywhere. Mm -hmm. The reason why I said true ish is that there does seem to be based on the historical receipts. (laughs) Yeah. Africans didn't hop on ships and come to, the new world the quote new world to rape conquer and pillage the chinese didn't come to the new world to rape conquer and pillage Mm -hmm. different countries in europe the spanish the french the dutch the british they hopped on ships and went a long way away
0: and started to mess
1: now That's Mm -hmm. just the historical reality. Now, here's where the supremacy stuff, and and it it begins to go sideways. People will take the fact that, because they weren't the only ones who had the technology to do so, they just did it, right? So, but, But where it goes sideways is that people will take that and they say, because the French, the Germans, the British, the Spanish, and the Dutch hopped on ships to go way far away to do this. There's something inherently biologically, determinatively evil about them because they did that. That's the argument that, mm-hmm. that goes left. Right. Right. Completely. Agree. I yeah. do have the question that, so I've been asking for years, like just in myself. Yeah. What is it about? Okay. N- nobody else did this. Okay. And I don't get why. So, Kenyans didn't like hop on ships and come over here. The Egyptians didn't hop on ships and go to China. And, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so that I feel like that's a legitimate historical analysis question. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's right oh. to say because those mm-hmm. folks did that, there's something evil and biologically determinative against them. That's where mm-hmm. the that that's Hotep. I, I I want no part of that. Right. Yes. So
2: Absolutely. let me and. In- Again, like I said, we're winding down, and I hate to bring this at the end of the, almost at the end. Of, but the term anti whiteness, mm-hmm. mm. w- it's is that do you think that's a real thing? I mean, it's it's. I mean, I know we've talked about Black Hebrew uh, Israelites and and mm-hmm. uh, Nation of Islam and, and yeah. that sort of thing,
0: but mm-hmm.
2: do you think you know? There's uh, because some, some Is anti-white is a thing? That, yeah, that what we're doing here in this podcast, what we're talking about, you know, because every single episode so far, we've mentioned white people. And I don't think we've said it in the most positive light. No, let me correct myself on that one. We, I, I know we talk about white, it's whiteness, but we yes. have used the term white people. Yes. Yeah. And, and yes. I think we need to be careful, even ourselves, to not confuse those two. Yeah, no, that's... Can, also yeah, that's fair. Go left fair. as well. Yeah. As, as well. So, so I, it's this, and, and we can leave that for another, for another podcast, but I, you know, like that, oh, oh we're trying to put this anti Semitism and now the new anti Semitism is anti whiteness.
1: See, okay. So I, I would, I would kind of categorize it a little bit differently. I would categorize it as, um, so yeah, there, there definitely is maybe some anti-whiteness happening with folks, but I think, so there's anti-whiteness and then there's maybe in the psyche, there's a whole, there's a whole special kind of category of white folks. We call them Jews that they they have done all this crazy madness. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's, what's happening because again, we, we, we equate or we conflate, um, you know, Jew equals white. Exactly. Right. And so, and the goofy part of this is when people do that, even some of the folks who say that race is a social construct still do that, mm, right? That, that's good. That Jew equals white. So the part that I want to do, and maybe, and this is a, a topic for another conversation or for another, for another episode, but I do want to have the conversation that, that you're talking about, Andres, about how do we stop using the terms of the construction? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: So, so we use, so for us to say white is just shorthand because to say people of European descent every time just sounds cumbersome out of the mouth, <laughs> you know? Right. Um But just
2: because we don't, we're not used to saying it.
1: Yeah. But, but I do, oh, yeah. I do want to talk about whether or not, because I said in one of the last episodes that, that, that whiteness is a lie of the devil. Well, so is blackness because blackness exists Mm. as a construct Mm vis-a-vis what whiteness is. So that is equally a construction of the devil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at some point, I do want to have a conversation about that for a different Mm -hmm. episode, but I do want to ask, um, what do y'all think of Nick's apology? Should he have apologized? I think so.
2: Um, Because just like... We as black people don't get to say, okay, my folks, you don't get to determine what's racism and what's not. Um, I think if, if if there's a large group of people that heard, here's the thing the most important thing is not what was said, it was how it was heard. Mm-hmm.
0: So yes. if a group of
2: people heard something that you did not intend to say, but they heard it, okay? You should apologize. Like, hey, at the very least, you know, at the very least you go like, oh hey, wait a minute, that's not what I meant to say. Here's what I said, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But you you do apologize because there was hurt. Yeah. So um I think I think he he should apologize and like we've been discussing here, uh, he probably needs to open up a book, a yeah. few books. <laughs> You know, because right. there was a lot of ignorance in what he said. Bro, uh,
1: there was a and ton, and confess that too. And my man doubled down. So, at, so at first, right? So at first, with the whole Viacom thing, he came out and doubled down on Viacom, right? Right. Which, which yeah. I think was, I thought that was wrong because there, there was a whole thing. So after, after he was fired, mm-hmm. then he started spilling tea on Viacom about well. They, you know, they. Uh, what did he say? He was he was working um, with talking about, or that Viacom was pulling ads that were speaking out against um, the murders of Joyce Floyd and, uh, and Brianna Taylor, and, and and some other stuff that he said they were doing wrong and calling them, you know, kind of how they've had a problematic past or whatever. Why wasn't he saying that all these years when he was with Viacom? Why wait till they did, did that? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, that was a lot was, of stuff that came
2: out, yeah, you know, with anger and just frustration, and, yeah. But it's so, troubling that
1: that came out anyway. Right. So, so if ICOM is doing that, then man, yeah, let's have a conversation with him about that. But, but, but for I felt like for him to say that at the end when he was shown the door, that was mm-hmm. kind of a, I don't know, that was almost a punk move in my opinion, Right. but. But but I do I do completely agree with you, Andres, that he should have apologized because because it wasn't what he was said. It, it wasn't what he said. It was how it was how it was heard. Mm-hmm. And so I, mm-hmm. I do agree with that. And I do think that. So at first, I, I didn't think that. At first, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, they got him that they they, they right. hit him in the pocket and he sold out. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, he oh, Nick, you totally punked out, bro. Yes. <laughs> That's what I thought. But, mm-hmm. but then I thought, ah, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay, both can be true. Maybe they did hit him in the pocket. Well, I'm sure they hit him in the pocket, mm-hmm. right? right? So, mm-hmm. okay, okay, fair enough. Put that on the side. But he said something. Someone pulled his card on it and they checked him on it. And he was like, yeah, maybe you're right. Th- this was all wrong. Mm-hmm. And then and then he apologized, right? So so to me, that, and then that there was shows a backlash against. Yes, then there was about that. Like it's the apology,
2: and yeah, stuff, which, yeah. You know, yeah. So, so to me, that's like what shows... you were talking about, because you know there was a people in your like like you were saying that oh, you know he punked up, blah blah, you shouldn't uh-huh. have blah blah blah, and that kind of stuff. But no, no, no. I mean, if you hurt people, apologize. That's what we would say if it was you know a a, a white person saying it. That's exactly so, right. That's and, exactly right. And and I and and the other thing is like the other point that I want to just say say again is. As black people, and none of us are Jewish,
1: we don't get to say what's anti-Semitism.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah, we don't. And and what and when we have had this conversation about what we want, you know, white folks just to use the term just f- for shorthand, what we want white folks to do, we would want them to do what Nick Cannon did,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Right. Let's say the issue was was white black racism. And mm-hmm. and there was a white person who was doing some some crazy racist anti black stuff. We would want them to say and do exactly what Nick Cannon is saying and doing.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Right. So So what do you think,
2: Justine? Should he apologize? Oh, With yeah, all the setup absolutely. now and watch Justine say no, he should have no, Nah, he burned, burned the whole you should have <laughs> burned the whole Viacom building down.
0: Um actually. So I, I really (laughs) appreciate, I appreciate that he apologized, right? Because what he said was anti-Semitic, you know? Um, And I like the point that you made, um, Andres, like intentions are just intentions. You have to deal with the consequences of what you say and what you do. The consequences will always be there and we have to deal with those. And I think Nick is learning that in the nick of time that he needs to deal with nice. the consequences
2: I like what you did there Well done well <laughs>
0: done with, with with the consequences of his actions but the other thing, y'all. So, like, I saw maybe like an article somewhere or like a YouTube video that he's actually taking the time to educate himself, right? Yeah. And there's and and there's going to be um, an episode about this. And you know, like, I'm just like, hey, he. I think he's doing it in a very good way. He's taking the time to learn more about the history of Jews mm-hmm. and yes. the history of anti-Semitism. And I think that's an awesome, awesome move, right, right. there.
2: Right. I think right. that'll be very, very beneficial. I think I think a lot
1: of good will come from this. Yes. Yeah, um, I agree, actually. Well, and I saw on Twitter. So he so that rabbi is actually posted. So he posted something some on Twitter that was footage of, I'm guessing, like the, the Canon's class episode with that rabbi on there. Mm. So, yeah. So that was mm-hmm. so he's already. Yeah, he's doing he's, he's on it. Yeah, he's doing some yeah. different stuff. So, yeah, I, I think I think, yeah, he's he's he, he's going to be all right you know, mm-hmm. and, and yeah.
2: the, what, what I hope that he's doing it, what I hope he's doing it from the heart and not from the pocketbook.
1: Mm. Well, here's the thing. It, it I only honestly, time will tell. yeah, I honestly, I don't care so much necessarily, mainly because I understand from, from a behavioral point of view, it is easier to behave yourself into a new way of thinking than it is to think yourself into a new way of behaving. That's right, good. We'll, yeah, right, we'll have a discussion for a later time. On so you, you and I have talked about this. Thing. So, right. So <laughs> but, you can sit- I get, I, get, I, yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're yeah. saying. So, so you can sit in the corner and think about it all day long, right? Mm. But, but the, more, the, more that the, the more that your thoughts get embodied in your body, the stronger they become, the stronger those beliefs become. So that's what I think. So the fact that he's doing stuff yeah, I yeah, I'm 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 good with that. Now, one thing he does need to do is not just in a generic sense, say I was wrong for what I said and this and that and whatever. I think he does need to be taking to task the Hotep community. Mm-hmm. You know, that that the the community that has become not just black nationalist but black supremacist. Mm-hmm. Because he was with him just last week. True. Right? <laughs> he, w- he was with him just
2: last week. Yeah. The, that whole spiel came from it. Though. Yes. That whole, I mean, you know, how quickly, how quickly do you replace that kind of thinking? Exactly yeah. right. You know, yeah. That's going to be. Speaking like what you were talking about, the behavior. And, and just found this, there's a, there's a Jewish saying, more in line with what you were saying. It says, do first, understand later. Exactly.
1: Hey, <laughs> hey I love that. Yeah, do first understand later. Yeah. Cause yeah. he was just he w- he was all he was him and Professor Griff, like they were all up on they it just, going, just last week. Right. They were hyping each other up and you said this, oh yeah, and, I, and it kept going up and up and up and you up.
0: You said the truth. Yeah, yeah, he
1: the yeah that's right. He that's said, the truth. You said the truth. Yes. Facts. Facts. Right. <laughs> right. So just yeah, so, last yeah. week, as we record this, just last week, you were right there with your man. Right. Now. What's going to happen when Dr. Omar Johnson, who's also a HOTEP dude, who's also a black supremacist dude, or what's going to happen when Professor Griff takes the mic again from somebody else? Or what's going to happen when somebody else says it, right? Are you going to use your platform to check them? That's what I want. That, that's when I know that it's yep. real. Because right. because right now, you can say this to kind of appease and mollify the Jewish community, but- if we need to have a family conversation, let's have the family conversation. Right. And what mm-hmm. price is he willing to pay exactly.
2: for checking people?
1: That's exactly I mean, right. This,
2: this conversation is exactly what we talk about with black and white conversation. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's so interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, but, but overall. I, and for the I, record, I will check I, any I, hotel due. Come to me, please. Right. <laughs> yeah i just <laughs> i just i just i just hope that nick is on the path like we like to say he's on the path and it looks like he's on the path yeah mm-hmm. and i just i just uh um uh, pray for him and and what he's uh what he's going through and hope he stays uh learning and educating himself and right and transforming his mind yes well said well said
0: yes
1: so I guess at the end of the day, as we wrap this up, the question on the table, right, is what has this situation taught us? So as I think about that for myself, and so Justine and Andres, as you think about this whole scenario with Nick Cannon and Viacom and Professor Griff and the Jewish community, what has this situation taught you?
0: Hmm. I would say for me, at least in my context, I don't really talk about anti-Semitism, you know? And for me, this was a very eye-opening conversation to have and something to read about. And I think we all need to do that, right? Because any type of prejudice, bigotry is wrong and evil mm-hmm. and it can bear no good fruit, Yeah. right? So I think this is a space that we need to begin educating ourselves about mm-hmm. as we pursue justice.
2: That's good. I totally agree with that. This. For me, the way we're wrapping up this episode um, is is exactly that. That man, this this has so much promise. Um, I, uh, I agree with you, Justine. That uh, I need to educate myself on anti semitism. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Nick continues, like I keep saying, the path that he's on is a good example for all of us, yeah. and it can create a good template about what's possible. Mm-hmm. When, when we have all these misunderstandings about uh, groups of people, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this whole situation. I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling hopeful actually. I, 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 which is very interesting. I, I didn't think I was gonna land here in this conversation. I'm glad that this is how we're ending up on a very a positive, hopeful note—at least mm-hmm.
1: for
2: me. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I want to keep an eye on this story. Actually, at yes. first, I was like, "Eh, you know, <laughs> Nick Cannon and whatever. Yeah, who cares? But, <laughs> really." But now, I'm I'm really interested into. Okay, Nick, what are what are you doing? I want to see yeah. you a month from now. I want to yeah. see you two months from now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What what's
1: what's going on with you? And and what price he's willing to pay?
0: Yeah,
1: that's good. That's good. Yeah. So for me, I think the thing, and, and I agree with, with both of what you guys said, I definitely will keep an eye on, okay, so yeah, how, not just how are you doing this week when the fire is still hot, but mm. two weeks, a month, six months, how are how you doing there? Right. So for me, though, I think the thing that this situation has taught me and both taught and reminded me is I need to spend more time really understanding the the um the oppression and the perspectives of other groups. You know, so like when I think about that from um, whether it's native folks or whether it's um, you know differently abled folks or whether it is you know the queer community or whether it is um, the Jewish community or whether it is understanding. Uh, patriarchy and misogyny and toxic masculinity better. I want to, when we think about the biblical value of love your neighbor as yourself, I want to get better at doing that. I want to get better at, you know, those are all my neighbors and how do I understand the, the, the pain and the strivings of my neighbors in a way that I don't now. So that's what it's taught
0: me. Mm -hmm. That's good.
1: That's very good. Again, I
2: didn't think we were going to land here. Yeah, I didn't not either. That we were, not that we were going to land in a, in a bad spot either. Right. You know, in a negative place and, you know, burn the whole thing down and blah, blah, blah. But I'm, I'm
1: kind of surprised where we ended up. Yeah. Well, I like where we ended up. So I like rocking with y'all. Yes. <laughs> so that does it for us for now. Um, so if you, if you're getting as a listener, if you're getting some value from our podcast uh, or our contribution to the justice conversation in general, please like, subscribe, drop us a review. That's going to help uh, other people find us, and it will help us be a help to other people too. And it gets those rankings, you know, higher up in in the in the podcast app. It just helps us show up more, and also. If you have questions about anything we cover on our podcast, or if you have topics you want to discuss, or if you just want to reach out, you can do that in two ways. Okay, so one, you can become a member of our community on Facebook. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Christian Soldier S-O-U-L-J-A-H. Or you can just email us at hello at christiansoulja.com. So thanks again for listening. I'm Abdullah Mandres. I'm,
0: I'm Justine.
1: And until next time, y'all, keep the faith. Peace. Paz.
0: Amani. The Christian Soldier Podcast is brought to you by the Christian Soldier Collective, a Jesus-centered community dedicated to the pursuit of unity, cultural, and ethnic conciliation, and social justice within the church. The Christian Soldier Podcast is a production of the Christian Soldier Collective and Monarch Mm -hmm. Training and Development.